turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Are you ready for the Word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Being Imitators of Christ. Every born-again believer has been given the admonition and the assignment to be imitators of Him. So that we can successfully imitate Him, God gave us the perfect example of somebody who successfully imitated Him. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who shows all of us sons of God what it is it looks like to be imitators of God. Jesus was a perfect example to help us to be able to imitate God like he wants us to do so that we can represent him and show forth his glory like God wants all of us to do. When we conform ourselves to Jesus' example of how we're to live our lives, we'll live the kind of life that God wants us all to live, a life lived that successfully imitates him. That's the kind of life that all of us should want to live. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. My God, my God, this is a good word I'm got to get to you. A word that's going to clear up a few things, allow you to know what it is that God expects of you and what it is he wants to do for you and through you as you move forward into the thing that he has in store for you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ, which is what God has elected and selected me and you to do, to be imitators of him in everything we do. That he's called us out, out of the darkness into his marvelous light. That we might be children of light. And walk this thing out day and night the way he wants us to. My God, what a wonderful calling that he's given to me and you. You're going to learn a little bit more about it today and what it takes to be able to walk that way. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Waka, waka, waka. And I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed this day in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read our foundational text. Then we'll move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you sure enough. That's if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Or irritate you if you don't really want to do what he says to do. Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named among you as become a saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, nor an inherit, nor any has any inheritance 
in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye know, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the spirit is in all godliness, excuse me, in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth not manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Y'all know these some evil days. Praise God. Amen. I mean, darkness is, 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 is on the move. Darkness is progressing. The foolishness of this world is being taught as though it is the teachings of God. And the church is beginning to act like the world rather than God. And because of that, darkness is continuing to move forward because light is not living and, and operating like light is designed to do. But that was then. This is now. There's something called me and you. Because God is raising up a people who are going to live this thing out like he wants them to live this thing out. That we might give it out the way he wants them to give out. So that the world can find out that the Lord is mighty. Mighty is our Lord. So that the Lord, the world can find out how good our God is. Because they see how good we are too. Praise God. As we move forward as children of light, representing the light like we ought to. We found out we're called to be children of God. Praise God. Followers of God as dear children. We found out that that word follower right there means an imitator, which means we're supposed to imitate him in what it is we do. Imitate him in what we do, do as in to act or conduct ourselves, to be in action or to behave. Whereas we have to conduct ourselves in a particular way in order to be imitators of him, like the word has to say. We found out that we mimic him, mimic him, imitate or copy an action, speech. So our actions as well as our speech should be able to imitate him. In such a way was what would Jesus say and what would Jesus do? That's the same thing that we're supposed to say and do. Because we're supposed to mimic him, take on the appearance of and similitude and resemble him closely. I mean, as as close as we can and get better and better at it as we continue to do. Whereas we continue to get better and better at walking like God wants me and you to do. So that our mannerisms, our habitual manners and our mode of actions and our ways of doing things will flat out be just like God does. Praise God. So that when people have talked to me and seen me and you, then they'll be able to know what God's all about because they'll be able to learn it from me and you. Because we are dear children, beloved children, not hard-headed children, dear children, beloved children, not selfish, I'm going to do what I want to do, children. We are beloved children, close children. Huios that are so close to the living God that we walk and tread all about just like God does like he wants us to do. But we found out that's why God gave us Jesus. The primary and most important reason is to be able to pay the price for our sin so that we can be able to enter back into a covenantal relationship with God and get back into the family of God. We've been given a privilege, those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, to be able to come out of darkness into the light and be able to get a chance to be able to come children of God. Praise God. We now in the family of God. 
Well, since we change families, now it's time to act like it. Praise God. And begin to start conducting ourselves like we really are God's children. Praise God. And Christ was sent another reason for our example. To be able to teach us what it is that we're supposed to do. Because he is the firstborn of many brethren. And in here is a bunch of brethren. Praise God. And, and so therefore we're supposed to look up to our elder brother to see what did our elder brother do so that we can be able to learn how to carry this thing out just like me and you. Because he is the prototype. Praise God. He is the one that shows us how to live this thing out like we're supposed to. He is the express image of the father. No man has seen the father but him. And so we're supposed to do what he do because he said, I don't say anything other than what the father says and I don't do anything other than what the father do. That's why we're supposed to uh, keep our eyes fixed on him so we can learn what we're supposed to do. We found out that the ultimate aim of the Christian's life is to display Christ's likeness. That the ult- I said we learned that the ultimate aim of the Christian's life is to display Christ's likeness. Praise God. Amen. Not to gain a new job. Not to get your degree. Not to be able to have nice clothes so everybody can look at thee. Not so that we can eat, drink, and be merry, because if that's all life is, it's scary. The ultimate aim of us is to be able to display Christ's likeness in our life. That's our goal. That's our aim. That's our desire. That's what we want to do, at least a few. Praise God, and and, and that's what we want to do. Praise God. In fact, we found out we ain't going to be satisfied until we have Christ's likeness. Praise God. Because it's always been God's plan for man to be imitators of God. We found out when he originally created man, he created him in his image and after his likeness. Image means his resemblance. Likeness means mode and mannerism, which means we're supposed to have the mannerisms of God. It wasn't until after sin entered into the world and man stopped doing what God said do and conducting himself like he's supposed to, that sin entered into the world and man fell. He fell from the grace. Praise God. But that's all right. God can't send back grace to be able to get him back into that grace so that we can walk in this thing at his pace the way we're supposed to hallelujah well well if that is what god's plan always has been we found out that that's what our plan ought to be too praise god because those of us who are born again praise god are born again with god's intended destination to be just like him god's plan was always for us to be like that so last time we got together we found out if that's what god's plan is for us then that ought to be what our plan is for ourselves i said if that's what god's plan is for us that ought to be our plan for ourselves Because you don't have a better plan for your life than God does. You don't have better thoughts than he does. He said, my thoughts are as high above yours as the heaven is from the earth. And so therefore, come on, come on, come on. Come on up high and let us think out like he wants us to. Because it's a better, better, better life for me and you. And better than anything that we could ever imagine. That's why we have an admonition to be able to follow him everywhere we go. Make sure you get last week's CD. I'm telling you, there's some stuff in there that you really want to know. God wants us to walk all about, tread all about, and live our lives like we are about what he's about. And continue to look into that image of the word of God. Look into that word of God, which is that perfect mirror. That not only just shows you who you are at this present time, but it shows you who you can be at this time. Who God exactly created you to be. And that word will also translate you and transform you into the person that you ought to be. Until you're eventually changed into that image like you're supposed to be. See, as imitators of God... We're supposed to follow after godliness. As imitators of God, we're supposed to follow after godliness. In fact, we're supposed to go after that with everything we got. First Timothy chapter six, I'll show it to you in the word. So you can see it ain't just some stuff that I'm coming up with. Praise God, but it's what the word has always got. First Timothy chapter six. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. As imitators of God, we're supposed to follow after God. And follow after godliness. 
We want to be godly. First Timothy chapter six. Verse 11, it reads, but thou, O man of God, and I got any men, men of God up in the house. Praise God. It says, but thou, O man of God, he tells you a couple things to do. Number one, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Now he gives us things to flee and he gives us things to follow. He gives us things to flee. He gives us things to follow. What does he give us? Things to flee and things to follow. Key is don't get the two mixed. Because unfortunately, the church of the living God is fleeing what we're supposed to follow and following what we're supposed to flee. We got some things we're supposed to flee. We got some things we're supposed to follow. That's what the word says. It says, but thou, old man of God. I got any men of God in the house? Amen. Well, then flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. But notice, before you can get to profession, a good profession before many witnesses, you need to start following after and fleeing the stuff that God wants you to flee and follow after. The stuff, one of the things he said he wants you to follow after is godliness. Second on the list. Righteousness, godliness. Now you can't follow godliness until you become righteous. You can't follow after godliness until you become righteous. Because once you become righteous, you are now God's child. You are now a child of God. You've now been boned again. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. All things are of God. So now we get a chance to be that because we are now of God. The old God passed away. God moved in on the inside of you and took out the old you, recreated you into the image and likeness of God and stuck a brand new you in you, sealed you until the day of redemption. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's a shouting thing for me to mention. Praise God. Sealed you to the day of redemption. Put you in a Holy Ghost baggie so that you can't get ever messed up again. Are you listening to me up in here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. But after that righteousness kicks in, the next thing you're supposed to follow after is godliness. After that righteousness kicks in, the next thing you're supposed to follow at is godliness. Unfortunately, in the church of the living God, not us, of course, but the church of the living God, right after we become righteous, last thing we think about is godliness. We want some money. We want our life fixed. We want our life to get better. God said, next thing I want you to follow after is godliness. Let's look at what godliness is all about. The word godliness right there is is a Greek word you say, well, you don't need to know. You ain't Greek anyway. Praise God. Let's go. Let's just tell you what it means. Praise God. It means piety. It means piety. Praise God. It means piety. That's what it means. He says that you, must, you need to follow after piety. Now, piety is a word that we, P-I-E-T-Y. But piety is a word that many of us do not use. Praise God. And many of us actually abuse. But I'm going to teach you what the word of piety means today. The word piety means dutiful devotion to God and observance of religious principles. It means dutiful devotion to God and observance of religious principles, which means God says right after it is that we become righteous, then the next thing we follow after is godliness, whereas we follow after gaining a dutiful devotion to God. And an observance of religious principles. Of course, those religious principles are established by God. See, when we operate in godliness, we demonstrate our piety. 
when we operate in godliness, we demonstrate our piety. We demonstrate our devotion to God through our observance of the religious principles that God stands for. Because in this book, which we call the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, God tells you instructions of exactly how I need you to conduct yourself before you leave the earth. God's always been about instructions. No, it's not something that was relegated to the law because long before there was a law, God always had instructions. Anybody that's ever understood, studied dispensations, understand all the way from the dispensation of innocence, God had instructions. He told people what he wanted them to do and then they failed and didn't do what he said do. Then he told people what he wanted them to do and then they failed and didn't do what he wanted them to do. Then he told people what he wanted them to do. Then they failed and then he didn't do what he told them to do. And then he told people what he wanted them to do. Nine dispensations. Whereas he told people what he wanted them to do. God don't change. He always tells people what he want them to do and, and, and expect them to do. Are you listening to me? Now, fortunately, we're living in a dispensation of grace right now. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Because, see, death was always attached to when you didn't do what he said do. We, remember, we was putting the Holy Ghost bag here. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. So you can't even mess yourself up right now. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. But you can mess somebody else up. But you can mess somebody else up by not living it out the way God wants you to. We'll talk about that a little later in the teaching. It's going to be good for you. In other words, we do what we do in our lives because of our devotion to God who gave his life to us. We do what we do because of our devotion to God. Because of our devotion to a God that gave his life for us. Who gave us our lives. Because we wouldn't even have life if it wasn't for him. So whatever he's about, if we're going to operate in piety, he's about. Whatever he's about, we about. Whatever he about, we about it about him. In other words, we do what we do in our lives because of our love for the God who has who, who, who extended his love into our lives. Whatever he's about, we about. Because we about what he's about. Because he's uh, about it, we about it. Amen. Why? Because we love him like that. That's right, sir. It's a demonstration of the love that we have for God. Hallelujah. I said the love that we have for yeah. God. See, a lot of people misunderstand doing things. Doing things. It's always see it from the perspective of I, I got to. No, baby, it's a get to. Hallelujah. Like I get to do things for that fine young lady right there in the front. The one that's my wife. I get to do things for her. That's not a got to. I'm not obligated to. I get to. So when Mother's Day come around, she ain't my mama. But I still come through for her. Why? Because I know that that's what she, that, that's what she likes. She'll appreciate. Praise God. When a birthday come around, I come through for her. Hey, man, every day come around, I do for her. I'm trying to find a way to be able to do for her. Praise God. Some days I do more than others. Praise God. But never is it a feeling of an obligation. Because it's a, dutiful, it's a dutiful devotion to somebody. I'm committed to her. And because I'm committed to her, because I commit, she get. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because that's what commitment does. Commitment is willing to give. Because that's just how commitment lives. Is anybody, and God's committed to you. That's why he's so willing to give like he do. But with all this giving that God do, you think in a relationship like we got, it would come two-sided every once in a while. I don't need her to do a single thing for me, even though I do all these things for her. But at the same time, it's nice for her to do something for me from time to time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ain't trying to hint nothing. Don't, don't, don't try to add nothing in this. Praise God. I'm just trying to talk about the two-sided part. Is anybody hearing me up in here? 
And unfortunately, in the church of the living God, it's a one-sided relationship. Well, God said, I do everything and my people do nothing. But then that's some, not all, because the number is growing of people that's going to walk away knowing what God expects of us so we can live this thing out like we're supposed to. Let me give you a second definition for piety. Now, this one is rarely used, but it's still an important definition. It's rarely used, but it's an important definition. And that is devotion or obedience to parents or superiors. Devotion or, or obedience to parents or superiors. See, God is both our parent and our superior. To whom, <clears throat> I said, God is both our parent and our superior. To whom we ought to be devoted and obedient. Now, see, we're living in a day and age where Satan has already successfully caused most people to not be obedient to either parents or superiors. That's why it's so rarely used, because we're living in an age where we're trying to buck superiors. We know more than they do. The, 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 the child does not know more than their parents. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You might learn a few things. You might be able to know a binomial equation, but they know how to keep your crazy butt out of jail. Does anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. And a lot of times we, we think we know more than everybody else, especially as this little pocket of time in, 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 in many of us never get delivered from. Whereas we think we don't, we, the parents and the superiors don't know nothing, that the elders don't know anything. But see, when we operate in piety, we demonstrate a devotion, praise God, a willing to be able to operate in obedience and a devotion to parents and superiors, praise God. My God, a parent is one of the best things that's ever been given to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. As a person, a parent is one of the best things that's ever been given to you. And God puts superiors in the middle of your life. Not people who are greater than you, that been, but been there, been places you ain't been yet. Know things you don't know yet. They want to share things with you to be able to keep you from jacking yourself up and be able to mess yourself up and, 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 and live this thing out like you want to. Now, since God is both our parent and our superior, since God is both our parent and our superior, to whom we are devoted and obedient, then we'll gladly live a life like the one that he wants us to be able to live because that's what he told us to follow after. That word follow after is talking about to run after, dog after. It means to pursue. It means to go after with everything you got, which means with everything we got, we're supposed to go after this godliness. With everything we got, we're supposed to go after this godliness. Turn to Titus chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We're supposed to follow after godliness, y'all. Titus chapter 2. So that we could become devoted and obedient to our parent and our superior. Not to, well, you know, it's my life. I do what I want to. Excuse me, I gave you that life. I'm the one that's sustaining that life. The breath you breathed to be able to even open your mouth to speak that was the breath I gave you. The mouth you spoke out of was made out of the dirt that belonged to me. And I gave that to you. Titus chapter 2. This is love talking. This is love talking. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's what God has saved. Praise God, the grace of God appeared to us. The unmerited favor that God presented to me and you. Whereas he extended to us a gift called salvation through Jesus Christ. So that we could be able to make it out of something that we never would have been able to make it out. And do what we're supposed to do. But it doesn't stop there. 
It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Would you look at here? Because of our love and devotion to God, we're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. We're supposed to live, and look what taught us that. The grace of God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing God's desire for us is to be like Him. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of living our lives, imitating Him like He wants us to do. Because if we do, then we'll do everything we need to do to fulfill God's desire for me and you. To live the awesome life that can only be lived when we live our lives imitating Him. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And don't forget, saints, are you ready for the word? It's on YouTube, too. There's all kinds of messages there for you to hear and see on demand that'll flat out bless you. And when you get the chance, check out our website, too. It's at WOFSA.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's W-O-F-S-A dot com. You'll be blessed there too, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.